Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. likely to squirt if your body is full of fluids um, just because you actually have the fluids to do so so stay mm-hmm. hydrated that want to squirt um, also like right, perfect Cheers. Timing, right? I got plans. what are you trying I to got do big plans tonight <laughs> I'm applying this knowledge immediately immediately welcome to honey do me a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond Hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal. That we are worthy of love and pleasure. And that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Splash, I'm taking a bath. Dun, 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 dun. Only on a Wednesday afternoon. Dun, dun, dun. That's yeah. the song. Okay, splish, splash. We're taking a bath today, honeys. Not really. That's for a later episode. That's for later. But what we are doing is we're talking about squirting. Squirting or splashing. Splashing if you're a little However uncomfortable. you feel because that's also a word that is... Circling the the web. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen it on the web a few times. I've seen it on the web. Um, if you are uncomfortable with the word squirting, honey, we get it. Yeah, because us too, a little bit, not anymore. Not TBH. so much right now. But, but going it was. into this, yeah, squirting was not our most comfy topic. <laughs> I would not say it was. No, but with the help of Shay Alexander, she's so. It sounds like a so like. Royal name. She, she is, is royalty. Royal. Yeah. Honestly, she was absolutely amazing. So Shay is a sex educator and true expert on the elusive juices. <laughs> Juice. I thought of that earlier and I had to share I it. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, it was such a great conversation to understand what squirting is. Yes. Break down some of those stigmas. Stigmas. Those barriers. The shame. Because I carried those into the episode for us. Uh-huh. So if you have them too, <laughs> don't worry. I brought them. And there's a part where I get very like judgy <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I feel like that's where a lot of us kind of can stand with this subject. Yes. And it's good to address that head on and be like, wow, I sounded really judgy why and look at that yeah but you were being honest that's mm-hmm. actually how you feel yeah um i think it's important because then you were able to work through it and now we're coming out the other end squirting, squirting everywhere <laughs> ow tbh we have yet to squirt ourselves no I, no we haven't checked it nope we we haven't touched base but no um I but haven't. i will say i'm a lot more comfortable with the subject yeah. we talk about how to squirt uh solo or with a partner the best positions how to clean up mm-hmm. all the good stuff so all the stuff that you are worried about yes <laughs> and i'm Every worried worry about. that you have chances are 
one of us has it as well. Yes. <laughs> or both and is even more likely. If it has any pee-pee. Yes. Talk a lot about pee-pee. 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 <laughs> I don't want to spoil everything. You go listen. <laughs> go do it. We'll see you on the other side, honey. <laughs> everybody. My name is Shay, also known as Shay is Love. I am a sex educator, and I'm also the one half of the Pleasure Hour, which is hosted on Clubhouse every Wednesday at 7 Pacific Standard Time. Um, and in that space, we talk about everything sex, love, pleasure, uh, especially sexual health. We have to always like sprinkle some of that in there because mm-hmm. people do get really excited about sex, but we like to also educate while we're in the space. So, And I'm really happy to be here. Um, I noticed that squirting since that room, it's been like, it just ran rapid the whole week. Like everyone I know was doing squirting content and everyone wanted to talk to me about it. And I was just like, people really love to talk about squirting. And I love it because I actually haven't had a chance to talk about it as much as I've wanted to. So to find people that are actually interested, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Yay. We're so excited to have you here. We we like thought of squirting as a topic randomly one day. We're like, we just got to talk about it. We've mm-hmm. bo- I at least I've been kind of uncomfortable saying the word squirting. Um, <laughs> freaks me out. We've said it like 80 times over the past few days. Yeah, so it's so gotten a lot more comfortable and ready. <laughs> and your clubhouse meeting was so interesting. Like I, we loved listening in on that. It was phenomenal. And hearing people say squirting so casually. It was just great. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we... In our experience, we haven't heard squirting talked about in like a very like casual, normal capacity. It's always like this like, oh, my God, kind of crazy thing or like this almost like stigmatized Mm -hmm. thing. I don't know. It just feels like this super sexual thing. So when we're not even comfortable with like the basics of sex to go even deeper and then incorporate like body fluids and all of that, it just feels like this whole other level. So Mm -hmm. I am so excited we're talking about it today. Yeah. Definitely. And for people who might also be uncomfortable, like with the term squirting, um, one of the women who comes into the space and she's extremely amazing um, is Michelle and she's a sexologist and she actually uses the word splash. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. This is zesty. So for anyone who maybe like is is not the most comfortable with the word squirting, you can like substitute Mm -hmm. it for splash. I thought it was kind of cute. So that's super cute. I really like goes with that idea of splash zone. Too. I was just gonna <laughs> say, get in my, get out of my splash zone, or get in my, get, splash, or I step know. into my splash zone. It, giving yeah. people options. It's all about consent. Yeah, it's all about consent. I, yeah, I love like, to splash or not to splash. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Um, okay, I'm I'm so excited and ready. So I feel like we should start with what is squirting we wrote what is the squirt (laughs) what exactly is it so squirting is the release of bodily fluids once a woman reaches a certain sexual peak Um, it is different from an orgasm it is also different than ejaculation because that release of fluid is what some people would compare to urine, but it's not. Um, so it, it's it's similar to ejaculation in that it's a release of body fluids, but it's not the same thing. And it's not urine, you're saying? No, it's, it's not. It, it does contain some traces of urine in it. And there's been studies that show that some women, um, their squirt does have higher concentrations of urine and while others have less. Hmm. Okay. And that's because of like, where is it? 
coming out of. Exactly. You know, it, it comes from a different place. And I wish I had a little vagina mold. Yeah. I really need one. <laughs> they're really hard. They're a lot harder to come by than like most people think. Oh, um, interesting. So, yeah. So it is released from a different, from a different tract. That's what it is. Um, okay. But again, it's still bodily fluids. So it's still a release of fluids from the, from the body, from the vagina. So. Okay. So, so does it come out of the urethra then? Like it comes yeah. from the same place that you would yeah. pee, which is makes sense why there would be urine in it. Yeah, it does come from the urethra, but the tract is just different. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We have so many different tracks and roads and maps going on inside of us. I feel like literally every time I talk to a different expert, we're like learning more and more about what's inside of our bodies, mm -hmm. which makes sense. But it's also like, why don't I know what's happening when some of this is like so natural, like squirting can be so natural, but why don't I know where it's coming from? Well, a part of the reason why for like women and men both. Um, why we don't know so much about sex is because it's studied in a very particular way and the information is given to us in a very particular way. So uh, earlier in the last week, it's Sunday now, but last week I took a course on erectile dysfunction and it was really interesting to see how even from that perspective, you still bring women into the conversation because we kind of have to as educators. Um, and what we found was that men are studied medically when it comes to the sex and women are studied psychologically. So everything's always connected to like how we feel and, but from a mental level, but no one's ever going like, how does she feel down there? Why does she feel like, that? you know, why does she feel that way down there? Yeah. Um, and it's even, it's interesting. I had a doctor come into one of our rooms and she shared with us that for some women, the G spot does move. So even when talking about something like squirting, you know, you might have this area that you're like, oh, I know if, you know, he goes there or if she goes there, you know, or if I go there. I'll, I'll have this squirting experience, but we also have to recognize that for some women, the G spot will shift a little, whether it's, you know, that blood flow, making it a little more puffy down there. So it's moving to the front or it's a little more relaxed. So it's moved to the back. So, you know, it's a lot, we have a lot going on down there, but it's really beautiful to study. That is so interesting. And that just like, I don't know. I feel like my mind is like lighting up because <laughs> I've never really thought about how we do study women in a psychological, mm -hmm. emotional way. And it's like, everything is about like how we feel, but it's like, also I'm like a body, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm not just a mind. Right. So thinking about how I feel like whenever I have pain or something isn't right, I'm like, well, what is stressing me out? Like mm. what is making me uncomfortable psychologically and not like, oh Hey, God. maybe something's actually going on with my body that I need to check in with. Yeah. So, like, fuck. I know. So, <laughs> emotionally and mentally I can totally see that in some ways because that's very valid when mm -hmm. it comes to like how I get turned on and maybe how others could get turned on whatever but that's so true it's like we also have physical shit that goes on that mm -hmm. has nothing to do with what I'm thinking about mm -hmm. and I want to know about that too Absolutely. yeah and I think it's important for like as we talk about it more and as people become more comfortable with these conversations for them to know too like don't just place sexuality for women under the umbrella of women are so emotional and that's why and it's like yeah. or she's just horny because her body is just telling her that she wants to squirt um one of the questions that was posed in the room and I, I was like oh I so want to like repeat like a part of that conversation um there was a gentleman and I was so happy he asked the question when we get men in our spaces it's really beautiful because they do come in like respectfully or they're trying mm -hmm. to learn and they're always like the vagina like, <laughs> you know squirting like orgasms they're always like 
really inquisitive. Um, and someone asked, he said, so for women, when it comes to squirting, is it a psychological thing or is it a physical thing? And I was so happy to hear women who are not only professionals in the field, but obviously, you know, vulva owners um, share their experiences and say it's 100 percent both. You know, and and it doesn't have to be at the same time. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. But for a lot of women, you can have both the desire to be physically stimulated and mentally stimulated in a sexual experience. But sometimes one can exist without the other. I'm that's just so cool. (laughs) I I just that's so interesting because I literally know nothing about squirting because it was just something that I had seen or heard of only in porn and only existing in this very like theatrical way instead of just being like a normal function. So when people would talk about it as normal humans, I'd be like, so what did you do to get that there? Like, mm-hmm. how, why did you have to do that party trick to like have sex? But it's, I I just, it's so cool to learn so much more about it and that it can be mental and physical. It's just so many things. Yeah, I mean, and you you said it too, you mentioned porn. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in porn, a lot of squirt scenes are not real. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not real. Um, And and they'll do it for theatrics, they'll do it Mm -hmm. for effects, they do it because that's what people want to see, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, we're getting paid to, you know, shoot these, these splash scenes, if you will. And we got to get this woman to do it. But what if she's not a squirter but what if that's the one category she just hasn't done and this is the one category that we know if we get her to do this like we're gonna make a ton of money off of um and it's unfortunate because now it's creating this unrealistic expectation on what it looks like to get there which is different for every woman but it definitely doesn't look like porn like you're not getting there in 30 seconds you know what i mean um but i will say that it is, it is, you said party trick. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of glad you said it like that because it should be a normal thing. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, oh my God, like, what'd you do to get there? And why, why? I mean, yes, explore the curiosity. It's beautiful. But I will say just to kind of take the pressure off for a lot of people that that's not the peak of pleasure for everyone. You know, women can orgasm, my studies as of now, says 14 different ways, you know, and some of them are non-penetrative. So you have nipple orgasms, you have orgasms that can happen in the pelvic area with, again, without penetration. You have clitoral orgasms. So you have these different type of orgasms that don't even require penetration. So, so, and women enjoy them all. So I'm saying that to say, there's no pressure, like there's no pressure to be a squirter because Truth be told, even being able to do it, you don't always want to do it. Like, you don't want to take the time to get there sometimes. Sometimes you just want to touch and feel and, you know, enjoy those parts of sex. And other times you just don't want to clean up the mess. I'm going to be honest. Um, (laughs) I love when that came up in the room. I was just like, oh, my God, can we talk about how they get messy? But if you do want to make the mess, get the waterproof sheets. They do help. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Get the waterproof sheets. You can get them on Amazon. They definitely help but you know you're not always prepared sometimes right. you are sometimes you're not and you know, it might be the couch okay or the, or the rug <laughs> that gets messed up but either way it goes <laughs> it's not the peak of pleasure for everyone so I definitely wouldn't want 
you know, men to psych themselves out to like, you right. know, oh, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And I wouldn't want women to ruin the experience or either party to ruin the experience of just enjoying your partner, enjoying being touched and pleased and aroused just because you're so fixated on getting to this particular goal. And who's to say that's your favorite kind of orgasm? You might like mm-hmm. clitoral orgasms a lot better than squirting because that's pretty common. So mm-hmm. Yeah, just no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I love that. Like it's experience oriented versus goal oriented, yeah. which I think we can apply in like every aspect of sex. <laughs> I have so many clarifying questions that just keep like oh my gosh, popping up into my head. I'm yeah. like overflowing with them. So my mm-hmm. first one is, can everyone squirt or is it just some people that can squirt? So there, a lot of people have their theories. So I don't think this, from what I've researched, I've not been able to give a definite yes or a definite no. Because some people, and and this is what I love about like sex therapists, sex educator people that work professionally in the field, they're like, oh, everyone can do it. They're like, everyone can do it and we're going to get everyone to do it. And in my mind, I'm like, I think I want to be on that team. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like the fun team. The fun team. The positive team. Yeah. (laughs) So, so. Even though, like statistically right now, a lot of women, the majority of women who are having sex with cishet partners, Mm -hmm. male partners are not having orgasms. I want to say it's up Mm -hmm. to like 60% right now. And it's really unfortunate. But I think that before we get to a point of being like, can all women squirt? It's like, can we just get an orgasm? Like, (laughs) yeah. starts. Um, But I definitely, I will say that in my studies, I will make it a point to actually be one of those professionals that sees how many women we can get on the, on the, on the splash train. (laughs) I love it. I love that so so much. That's really funny. So it's worth a shot for everyone. Oh yeah. Because if if you do it, you're going to enjoy it. And another thing that I would encourage um, is solo play. Like, I think that solo play is so, it's fun for one. If you don't think it's fun, it's okay. Fine. (laughs) Find the things about it. That's fun. If you're in the early stage of like exploration, but I will say solo play is okay. In solo play, you can experience, you know, splashing from Um, what you can do. And for, for everyone, it's different. You can do the external toys. So the toys that are more stimulating to the clitoris, Mm -hmm. Um, or you can do vibrators or, dildos anything along those lines that have like that curve because it's 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 the curve it's the hook that really does it for that g-spot and that motion for you to be able to stimulate it enough to get the release of fluids so you know i would say at this point i mean how many ladies want to prove that we all can squirt because if if that's if that's if that's gonna be the new study i think we just be in la la land yeah i would i would be a part of that study. Team Splash. I Team Splash. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe, you know, I might have to ask a couple Start professionals a if we can all just pull our networks in and Right. Just, you know? Oh, that's so cool. So basically what you're saying is to squirt, you have to stimulate those upper areas towards the the G spot, towards that like the other the area that connects. Right. So it's the G spot area. So and, and it doesn't really require much. So like if you have a partner um and you want to do partner play, you would you would have your partner obviously wash their hands first. I'm I'm <laughs> throw that out there. Okay. Wash your hands if you are gonna touch anyone. 
like wash hands um so have your partner wash your hands make sure you know nails are cut down because what you don't want to do is you don't want to start to create those tears down there because oh. that can cause bacteria and infections mm-hmm. um and you want to have them place two fingers so they can take the first and second we're on zoom there mm-hmm. we go or we can do these two and you want to take them you want to insert them about two inches in of course ask your partner you know like is this Mm -hmm. is this up enough is it far back adjust as needed and then you're going to do that come here motion okay yeah you're going to do the come here motion and you can do it towards yourself as well it'll work Um, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to like hook and like jab I was calling it jerk chicken. I was like, it just seems like (laughs) that will be the name of the move. Like, don't jerk chicken the vagina. Do a nice massaging motion when you do the come here motion. So make it slow. You know, don't apply too much pressure, but apply a little bit of pressure. And then adjust as needed. But definitely communicate with your partner. If it doesn't feel good and it's not comfortable, then, you know, just make those adjustments. But, you know, I would encourage ladies to definitely, you know, communicate with your partner on the amount of pressure and on the speed as well. So should you be looking for like, I feel like when I've heard the G-spot talked about before, it's been referred to as almost like this little like almond that you can feel. Like, is that something that you should be looking for? Does it not feel like that on everyone? Like, what should you like physically be like feeling? Mm-hmm. So it'll be like a puffier area. So it's an okay. area that definitely stands out because once you once you touch it, you're just like, oh, this is like an extra little pocket of puff. Um, okay. Some some descriptions are like a sponge like but it doesn't give me sponge like vibes I mean unless we're talking about like gelatin in a makeup brush sponge you know we're not talking about the old school grandma you know the ones that our moms wash dishes with those sponges it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like that to me I don't Okay. Not not really spongy, but almost like a little pocket of um, thick gelatin surrounded by skin, if you will, and moisture. (laughs) If that Uh, doesn't turn you on, I don't know what (laughs) (laughs) would. So somewhat like a, I have a really, oh, the visual came to mind. I was going to say a bubble, but like a balloon, like a water balloon. When you're filling the water balloon, but it's not fully full. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like some water in there and it you know, can dangle, kind of <laughs> looks like a, like a, like a testicle. If it looks like a testicle. So if you can imagine a testicle inside a vagina, <laughs> kind of like that, which I know is also a very interesting visual, but. If anyone I wants to this. make drawings and then send them to us of everything we're talking about, I feel like you're inviting in some interesting content. Fan art, I know. Yeah. I would love to see that. That would be fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, and the and the reason why it's like that too is because you do get that 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 rush of blood down there, you know, just like the penis becomes erect and it enlarges when, you know, it's aroused it's it's due to that blood flow so just like our clitorises become larger um our g-spots tend to do that as well say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill is so interesting i love it and something 
like I would love to know your definition of the G spot, like from your research and all of that. Like we've talked to a lot of different experts and it feels like everybody has like a different perspective on it, which we love. And we love hearing like all of the mm-hmm. I don't even say like opinions is the right word, but like perspective on it. Yes. yes. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> um, I would actually call it a pleasure pocket. Okay. And That's the reason weird. why Yeah, right. <laughs> so the reason why is because Calling it the G spot makes it seem like that's the only place mm-hmm. to get pleasure. And it's not. And I think that it's taken away from the other ways that women not only can orgasm, but experience pleasure. So I would consider it a pleasure pocket. Another reason why I would consider it a pleasure pocket is because there are other things when you when you go in there that feel good. I mean, whether it's the G spot moving a little bit to the left, to the right, to the front or back, sometimes it just feels good. Like I don't know. I, I would assume that I could ask some women if it just feels good going in sometimes or if it just feels good to be in there. Whether it's the the connection from an emotional perspective or physical perspective sometimes it just feels good to feel it in there and but you don't need to touch the g-spot to feel it and to enjoy it and for it to feel good so I would actually consider the g-spot to be a pleasure pocket I think that was your favorite definition so far I love it I also I love I love anything with the word pocket in it I love pants I love dresses with pockets and any okay who uh, doesn't love dresses with pockets I'm totally I'm here for that yeah I agree okay me too one time I bought a dress sidebar everybody (laughs) but I bought a a dress and when it had pockets I was like oh and it has pockets Mm. like you know you 10 times better you don't care if it had pockets or not the dress was really cute but when it gets pockets or when it has pockets you're like Things are only so going up for things here. now. Like you can go out without a jacket. You can go do more stuff without a jacket. Yeah, because if a jacket, oh, you need pockets. pockets. I was like, you're not keeping your arms warm in those pockets. No, <laughs> you can I'm do like, so you're much wearing more. Them wrong. We should talk about this later. <laughs> we should talk. We should do an episode about pockets. <laughs> we should talk. Self check, friend check on how you're Pause wearing this. your Let's pockets. Put a pin in it. <laughs> we will check in. Oh my god, leave me alone. Um, I love that definition. And I have, I'm going to speak. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So with the G spot, everyone is saying, you know, I've heard multiple times it's about two inches. It's up and curved. And I would just, is it super accessible for solo play as well? Because I feel like that itself could be kind of a Cirque du Soleil gesture to like curve Mm -hmm. around and up. And like, could I be looking for the G spot? masturbating yeah absolutely what i find is that it's easier with the two middle fingers to do it because you can actually fold the side so like Mm -hmm. if you turn it like this like towards yourself it's easier the whole thing looks like this at that point you're kind of like it looks a little clawy but you (laughs) know how much pressure to apply so it doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. um so the two middle fingers i find it be easier maybe it's also because they're the two longer Mm-hmm. Um, if your hands are not enough, then you're more than welcome to explore different toys. Right. Uh, toys make it a, a lot easier. And I will say that shout out to Femtech. Okay. Because they are killing it right now. Like they are creating toys that are extremely user-friendly for like both partners, which I think is great. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you want to explore like a toy, you can get something, you know, something small, you know, you don't have to go, you know, crazy, get anything too mm-hmm. big or anything, especially, you know, if you're new to playing with toys. Um, 
and you can just get something small. Just make sure it has that curve on it. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier. Not that you can't do it with something that doesn't curve. It's just that a nice small curve makes it easier to find the G spot. Okay. Okay. What about like positioning? Oh yeah. Like positioning your body for squirting or for G spot for both. I guess. Yeah, for both solo and partner, and then like in the just context throw of her fourteen all of them. questions, yeah. <laughs> just but let's I have talk one good answer for yeah. all of them. Okay, love See, this. I knew what I was doing. Sorry, there is an overrated position or underrated position. I say missionary is highly underrated. Okay. See, okay. that's what I've been saying for years. <laughs> <laughs> Laying on my back is so underrated. <laughs> it is so underrated. It doesn't want to be a pillow for <laughs> I do. Just lay there. <laughs> Please not, not the go dream. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason why I say missionary is underrated is because there's a lot of things you can do with missionary to get really creative. So if you have a partner and you and your partner want to get creative with whether it's hand play, whether it's penis, whether it's toys, you guys can still do missionary because what it does is it allows you to not only like look at each other and, you know, touch each other. There's more accessibility to the body in that position. Um, you can also tilt your bottom half up with like a pillow or um, a sex pillow. And that makes it so your body is perfectly angled for it to be easier to find the G spot. And it's a really good position to squirt in, especially if you're just now getting started with toys or finding the G spot or trying to explore squirting. Missionary is such a great position, woman on back. But whether you're alone or with a partner, I would encourage doing, um, I mean, if you just, if you're like, look, my pillow's not coming in soon enough. You know, this delivery is taking an extra three days, but I'm just in the mood. I'm ready to kind of like go there. Put a couple of pillows under the small of your back. So you want to make sure your hip bone is at an angle like this. Okay. So as long as your hip bone is, is, is higher than your chest, you're fine. Okay. Okay. And that's to help hit the front part, the mm-hmm. that a whole area. Yeah. And then another really cool tip is if you're already in that position, you can also kind of push on your lower stomach area, the area mm-hmm. right above, you know, where your pubic hair starts. Um, and just push down on that a little bit. Adjust your pressure as needed. You don't need to apply too much pressure. But if you push down on that, it actually kind of pushes down the G spot and then you can tap it a little bit more. It's fun. That's <laughs> smart. Okay. Life hack. Life hacks. So I have (laughs) kind of a weird question. I like masturbating when I'm yelling this in your house, when like I kind of have to go to the bathroom. Does that make sense? No, like you asked. I just wanted you to clarify. (laughs) God, I hate you. When I kind of have to pee. And is that just because it just feels more full and it kind of makes it more sensitive? And does that help with the G-spot? But then would that mean that I'd have more pee if I was squirting? (laughs) I don't know. These are all questions that just came to my head. Yeah. So you might be more likely to squirt if your body is full of fluids um, just because you actually have the fluids to do so. So stay Mm -hmm. hydrated that want to squirt. Um, also, like, right, perfect timing, right? I got plans. What are you trying to do? I got do? big plans tonight. <laughs> I'm applying this knowledge immediately. Immediately. 
Um, I would also say that because when the bladder is full, there's like a pressure sitting mm-hmm. sitting in the lower area. Mm-hmm. Um, you're almost applying a little bit more weight to the G spot area. So you're probably a little bit more aroused just because it's already like being stimulated. It's like, oh, okay, got a little pressure down there, you know? And and I think that more women probably do experience just a little bit of like a uh, feel good sensation down there right before they're going to go pee or when they have a full bladder. We just don't talk about it much, but yeah, okay, I can second that. I'm really <laughs> glad you. that you asked that. I know Thanks. I made a joke out of it, <laughs> but I will say that I had a doctor tell me like, okay, make sure you pee before and after sex. Mm-hmm. But I usually just like to pee after sex. So I like to save it up so I don't get a UTI. Mm. But I have noticed that when I do have like more, in me mm-hmm. um the sex is better and i do enjoy it more yeah. so i'm really i never would have put those things together okay so you're saving the world thanks <laughs> you are saving the world well, we're saving vaginas and orgasms and clitoris mm-hmm. and g-spots so hold your pee babies <laughs> hold your pee babies. well i'm so happy that you put like the science knowledge behind that because i've always thought i was kind of funky for like thinking that and being like if i knew i was gonna have sex and i knew i had to pee i'm like well i'll just I'll hold that all mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going to make me feel more sensitive and kind of make this process more enjoyable. And then after I really have to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. but in general, I just feel more sensitive and I didn't want to be alone. So thank you both. Yeah, <laughs> Even though the reasoning for peeing beforehand is totally understandable and right. it is healthier to do so. Um, sometimes we just have to sacrifice, you yeah. know, <laughs> sacrifice. A, little pleasure for a little more health, which is understandable. Pick so. my battles. I pick my battles where I can. <laughs> I'll have a smoothie for breakfast yeah. and then I'll hold my pee before sex. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we mentioned earlier too um, about cleanup. And so I kind of want to know, what is it that we're cleaning up? Like what is the texture and what is it that's coming out, (laughs) you know, like, is it the texture of how like cum feels or is it the texture and like the water, watery, like pee since it has more bodily fluids, like how much is going everywhere or is it more just, you know, in one spot? (laughs) I love this question. Um, Some people can ejaculate and squirt at the same time, meaning they'll oh. have ejaculation, which is the thicker, um, the thicker substance of bodily fluid. Uh, and that can range from like a white to a creamy color to an almost clearish color. Um, it's really similar to the male ejaculate to sperm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for squirting, it is a more liquid, clearish urine look to it, if you will. Okay. Um, and it can vary. You mentioned amount. Um, you know, <laughs> some people can, you know, hear. Other people might, you know, full water bottle. Like, it just varies oh. from woman to woman. And not only does it vary from, from person to person, it also varies from sexual experience so or sexual encounter. So you might squirt on Monday and it was a lot. And then you squirt on you know, Friday and it wasn't, it wasn't as much and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you squirt it a lot on Monday. It's just that with each sexual experience or with each splash release, um, it could just, it could just vary in amount. And sometimes depending on how hydrated you are, that can play a huge part in it. So, I mean, if you want to 
play with the amount. You just want to have fun with seeing how much you can That's get. That's when out. I really like, fill up my bladder before <laughs> to play with drink that. Drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water all day. Too. Yeah. Like, just let it be a, you know, before your partner comes over or before you start to explore, like just stay hydrated overall in general. Mm-hmm. We're happier when we're hydrated and mm-hmm. we have higher chances of squirting when we're. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. here's another question then. With. Because we've talked about like how toys and fingers could like make you squirt. But like if you have a penis inside of you, like how could you mm. encourage squirting if you're having like penis vaginal feels like backflow? Yeah. Like there's a lot of questions with that. Like how is, do you do something special with the penis? And then can – yeah, we'll start with that. <laughs> okay. So to start off easy, um, that pillow. That pillow is going to be the guide to splashing with a partner. So the reason why is, again, because you're at an angle, it makes it easier for for when he's entering to massage that area. It's just, it's like a nice massage as it goes in and out. And so that pillow is going to be ideal for when having a partner. Not only that, uh, all penises are not the same. So some Mm -hmm. of them actually have nice little curves and, you know, it might curve down or, you know, to the right or to the left. So wherever your G spot feels the most stimulation, adjust yourself to a position where his curve will hit that spot. It makes a huge difference. I mean, if it if yours is angled a little bit more towards the right and his you know curve goes to the right, I mean you guys are good. I mean mm-hmm. and and if it and if for whatever reason his goes to the left and you're on the right, just alter that position where his curve goes to your G spot and it'll make it a lot easier. Also a lot a lot a lot of foreplay and a lot of stimulation before penetration. This is mm-hmm. why I say that because. We don't have to leave it up to the penis alone. And I really want to encourage partners to start practicing with fingers because fingering is a lost art. I know that I've heard a lot of people say they don't like it, but I think they don't like it because it doesn't feel good. But realistically, we think about sex. We're okay with bringing a toy into the bedroom, but we're not okay with using our hands in all facets. It's just like, you know be willing to explore what that looks like. And I definitely think that people should start encouraging, you know, mastering the art of fingering. It's a beautiful thing. And it's definitely, it's probably, in my opinion, the easiest way to um, explore the splash. So that makes so much sense. Yeah. I, what came to mind was this vivid memory of when I uh, was in high school and my boyfriend at the time the sex position that he was like, we have to do this, was my legs over his shoulders Acrobat. and like on my back. <laughs> it was very acrobatic. He's like, and this is going to be great because it's going to like straight hit your G spot. I can tell you if that was my G spot, I am not interested. <laughs> so I don't think it was. It was very uncomfortable. Yeesh. Th- so that's what I've always thought of as like G-spot and squirting was like that position. And I was like, well, not for me. Not so for you. I'm really grateful yeah. for this. And it can be adjusted because for some women, they might not need a lift up as high. Some mm-hmm. women may need, you know, to be lifted a little higher. And some women may need to be turned around for uh, the from the back position. Okay. Or from the side. That's also a really good one. Something that a lot of people... Um, don't do and don't regularly practice is like tantric and kama sutra Mm -hmm. and in 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 both um practices what you find is you find a lot of positions where the men and women are really close 
and and as you as you experience and explore with a partner, um, a male holder, what you or a penis holder, what you find is that that closeness creates the the massage and it gives the pressure, and so it gives the pressure without exerting a lot of energy, mm-hmm. if you will, without the you know? jamming. So you get to be close. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not jamming and ramming. Instead, you're like you're massaging and you're intimate and you're a lot closer. And that's a really fun way to play around with the G spot as well. So, you also mentioned earlier, and I think I just want to clarify because I am still a dum dum. Um, <laughs> so squirting isn't necessarily the peak of pleasure. Right. And is it what does it actually feel like when it happens? Like, is it an orgasm? Is it just a really exciting like blip in the middle or what is that feeling? And can you like keep going after and get an orgasm after squirting? Yeah. So it depends on the woman. And that's the really cool thing is that not only does it depend on the woman, it's again, like case by case with your own body Mm -hmm. and each sexual experience. So you can orgasm and squirt at the same time. You can ejaculate and squirt at the same time, or you can just squirt on its own. For some women, yes, they can continue afterwards. For some women, maybe not. And and that can vary. So maybe on Monday, you wanted to keep going after releasing a ton. And then on Friday, you're just like, mm, like, that was it for me. So it can be the peak of pleasure. Not mm-hmm. that it's not, not that it could not be for some people, but it's not going to be that for every woman. And it's not going to be that for every sexual experience. So I'll get personal. So for me, sometimes I just want a clitoral orgasm or sometimes I just want to ejaculate. And other times I'm like, you know, I think I want a clitoral orgasm first and then I want to squirt and then... I want to relax and then I want to come back and then I want to orgasm. So it's like, you know, you, you might want different things depending on how much you've explored and depending on how much, you know, you're connected to the different orgasms that you experience. And every now and again, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, like, is it a mental thing for women? Is it a a physical thing? Mm -hmm. Every now and again, your body might go, I just want to release. (laughs) Like, I don't know (laughs) what it is, but my body is telling me something that maybe my mind is not and we need to release, but it's also, you know, your body gets all the, the natural feel goods when you have sex and when you orgasm, it, it gives you the adrenaline, the dopamine, the oxytocin, like it gives you all the feel good drugs. So, you know, of course your body's going to want that feeling. So, you know, it just depends on how your body wants to get that feeling. Does your body want the, the, the good drugs from an orgasm, from squirting or from ejaculation. We're so powerful, you know, like we just can do so fucking much and I love it. It makes me so excited to try things. Um, (laughs) Two questions came up for me. I'm sorry. I'll let you talk if you have questions. Um, Is it something if you're first starting out squirting and you're, you're one of your first couple experiences, is it something you kind of have to breathe past like that feeling of needing to because I've heard that multiple times too, where you kind of have to like breathe through that and just relax into it. And then it can kind of flow. Is that what it feels like before it happens? Absolutely. Especially when it's something new, you're just like, wait, hold on. Like what? Like, wait, wait, hang on. What is this? And sometimes not all the times, but when you're doing it, if you have a partner and you tell them to stop, you're like, stop, you could lose it. But sometimes you don't. And it just continues to build up. 
but that whole like wanting your partner to stop and trying to figure out what's going on and you're like, do I have to pee? Like, what's going on? It's like, yes, you do. You have to breathe through it and you have to relax. Um, that That's a key thing. And I think that whether you're going to squirt or orgasm or ejaculate or just enjoy the experience for pleasure, relaxing is key to enjoying, you know, intimacy, physical intimacy with a partner or solo. Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. And then my second question <laughs> was once you start squirting or like you've kind of figured out what makes you squirt, is it easier to get yourself there eventually? Like now I know exactly how to make myself orgasm if I'm masturbating. Is that kind of the same process with squirting? Um, I think that for some women, yes, um, but not for all women. I think that their bodies can just be telling them different things. So, for example, if I'm just really, really, really horny um, and I just want to masturbate to feel good and to release and I don't care about what the release is going to be, it can be an orgasm, ejaculation or squirting. If I haven't been hydrated, I'm not going to really count on my body to do that, not even if I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm just not going to put that kind of pressure on myself knowing that I haven't even hydrated. You know, right. you have those days you're just like, ah. <laughs> I'm and not I'm bringing like, my water bottle today. Yeah, yeah. I have not had a drop <laughs> of water today. Yeah. yeah, you see the water and you see the toy and you're just yeah. like, so it yeah. is. <laughs> so it is. You know, so there, there shouldn't be an expectation for women to feel like once you start squirting, you have to squirt all the time. But some women, you know... Yeah, some women are good. They know how to do a lot of stuff. And it, it's amazing, you know, when women tell their stories about not needing to be touched or penetrated to orgasm. It's such a beautiful thing. And it, that is something that I want every woman to experience, to orgasm without being touched. That's a big one for me. That sounds like yeah. magic. Sounds great. In yeah. the best way. I think that is the <laughs> definition cool. of magic. Sounds ideal. I have reason to believe that we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, so I, I guess one clarification for me, like, is it possible to squirt from like clitoral stimulation alone mm. or does it really need to be like that G spot stimulation slash activation? No. So it is definitely possible to to squirt from clitoral stimulation. And some some professionals think that it's more likely for women who want to try to squirt to try to do it uh, ex- through external pleasure by clitoral stimulation. So if a woman you know, knows that her body experiences a peak of a peak of pleasure through the cl- through the clitoris, then she probably should try to allow herself to explore what what squirting could be like through that specific stimulation but if she does know that she likes penetration because some women are just like you know I like penetration that's my thing um then I would encourage her to explore the g-spot but it varies from woman to woman and that's why I'm just gonna drop that in there if there are any guys listening that like to have sex with women (laughs) please do not assume that we are all the same there, you cannot assume that all women are the same. Every orgasm is going to be different. How you get there is going to be different. She might not like what your last partner likes. So it's really important to communicate and figure out, like, does she like, you know, clitoral stimulation? Is that the way you're going to explore her different orgasms? Or does she like penetration? And what does that look like for both of you as partners? So. I want. I had to sprinkle that in there because oh, I need. I need. It. I need the partners yeah. to know. We need to. We need to. This pleasure gap. We need to just 
really tighten that shit up. Yeah. yeah. Up. We're going to tighten it up just as much as they want the vagina to be tight. Yeah. We're going to go there. Yes. We're going to go there. And I love how much you've brought up how different it is for each woman or each mm-hmm. vulva owner because that's so important to be like, you can do or attempt whatever you want to do. This isn't mm-hmm. like li- like within limits. There's no boundaries around mm-hmm. your pleasure. So just fucking try whatever mm-hmm. you want to try if that's something that interests you. And I love how much you've brought that up within our questions and your work. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I, I, I try to really encourage them because I think that what happens and I try to encourage men as well but I think what happens is like we get so fixated in these boxes like this is how I have to do it and this is how my body is supposed to work and it does us a disservice because Mm -hmm. then we limit ourselves in in the way that we explore in the way that we explore sexualities in our own bodies and it's unfortunate you know because I, I again I was taking a class on erectile dysfunction um and for penis owners, you know, that box is really small. I mean, it's just like a, I'm going to do this. I'm going to conquer. And it's like, what about the pleasure? Like, you know, it's just like Amen. they have this goal and they feel mm-hmm. inadequate if they don't meet the goal, but they forget about the journey. So I think a lot of what I've seen in the spaces that I'm in is us really encouraging pleasure and just enjoying the experience, enjoying your body, enjoying your partner's body, um, and just seeing what you can do with it. I mean, I, I want to count more. Like, I mean, 14 orgasms sounds great, but <laughs> I mean, with the way vaginas are working and everyone's telling me to, you know, I'm learning more every mm-hmm. day and even having the doctor talk about the G spot, being able to shift. I was like, Thank you. I was yeah. like, now I don't feel so, you know, out of it for thinking that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a beautiful journey of of knowing that every woman is different, every vocal owner is different. So I want to talk a little bit about the partner of the person squirting because I have so many questions. <laughs> My first one is if you have something inside of you, be it a penis or if you're with a partner and there's like, you know, a toy. A toy if there's something like bigger inside of you and you squirt, does it like get backed up? <laughs> like that just sounds like a lot inside of you. Like how does that? <laughs> how do you warn or talk about it? <laughs> so in my experience, um, I do actually have to have my partner slowly come out to okay. let me finish releasing. But I will say this: it, it's kind of like when you're trying to like. If you if you guys have ever seen like in the movies, and I, I want to think of one, but I just know we've all seen one where they're trying to like stop a leak. Yeah, and that's what it's like to have a penis or a toy in there when okay. you are trying to squirt. That's it's exactly like trying to stop a leak. Yeah, but it's gonna, but it kind of goes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right into the eye, <laughs> right in the eye. But it's better to slowly pull out to allow it to release and flow because it, it, it actually, for me personally, is a little uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. don't stop the flow. Like yeah. don't stop the flow. Let it flow. Absolutely. Okay. If, if I could take a deep breath and let it flow, don't stop the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That makes so much sense. Just yeah. biologically and mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah. So Emma said, don't get it in the eye. If you do get it in your eye, does it burn? I'm very happy that no one has come to me about that yet. Um, And I can't say if it hurts or not because I've not um, 
personally had any bodily fluids in my eye and I'm terrified. I will be, I will be honest. I'm actually terrified to yeah. have any bodily fluids really in my eye. I just, I'm like, Oh my God, my poor little eye. Like, like, they didn't sign up for this. <laughs> they have nothing virgins. to do with this. <laughs> so yeah, I would encourage, um, people to just try not to get in their eyes but if you do um obviously you know rinse it out make sure you get it out completely and if need be definitely go to a doctor just to make sure (laughs) things are are okay because no one wants pink eye and then people are like your eyes pink what's going on it was the splash blinded by a pussy (laughs) (laughs) i got the splash i got the splash eye Sounds kind of like an Sounds like scurvy. Oh, or scurvy. <laughs> yeah. We're on two different pages. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is a lot. Well, on that same note, if, like, is it possible? This is a two-part question. The first part, if somebody is going down on you, and like, can you squirt from that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think that it takes someone very talented and skilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know there are people who master who master oral and who have probably even mastered their body and that would be for uh the women who have you know that that pleasure and that desire to squirt from the clitoral stimulation mm-hmm. so again it might be a woman that's like I just know that's where all my pleasure comes from. I know that that's what gets me there. It is the clitoris. And your partner's like, all right, got you. I'm experienced. <laughs> I got this. And they handle it. They take care of it. It's really a really beautiful thing. It really is. That brings up a different second part to that question, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with and I'm happy with. Because we've been talking about like, you know, you can from clitoral stimulation but it's like I like that's usually how I masturbate is like clitoral stimulation but I've never felt like even close to squirting or anything like that so is there something that's like not working or like what is the step that I need to take to like turn it in that direction does that make sense Mm -hmm. um so one thing you can do is you can kind of like lift the skin back a little bit okay and start to play with what that feels like and it doesn't need a lot of pressure because these are nerves we're talking about you know, the, the clitoris holds so many nerves. So if you just pull that, that skin back just a little bit and then lightly start to massage it, see what that feels like. And please let me know. Okay. Because that, that was a trick <laughs> that when I discovered. I was like, oh, skin. that gives me the same squirting sensation as the, as, as the penetration. And I was like, okay. There we go. Okay. That's the spot. I'm so glad that I asked that because I thought maybe I was just like not. I Okay. I'm so happy. Here my notes say, pull skin back, let Shay know. Set a reminder in your phone. <laughs> okay, great. Well, the actual second part of that question that I originally had thought of. So if somebody's going down on you and you squirt, like oh, should yeah. you give them a lot of forewarning? Like be like, back up. Cause if, <laughs> or is it okay to get in their mouth? Like, <laughs> so I'll be I wouldn't honest. say it that way. That is a conversation you should have way before um, your mm-hmm. partner goes down on you. And the reason why is because some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. Some yep. people do not like it. And I think that um, reciprocity has to be a really big thing mm-hmm. in sex. And I mean, we've heard women say it for years, like, you know, don't come in my mouth yes. or don't come on my face. Like, or, you know, <laughs> women are like, no, like turn around, run to the corner. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want this. To, <laughs> to the corner. To the corner. <laughs> to the Go corner. To corner. <laughs> Your cum corner. <laughs> Go to your. There's just a bucket. 
I think that that's something that should be talked about way beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like if you are a squirter and again, let them know, like no pressure. I'm not, you know, requiring, you know, to squirt. I would like to orgasm to some capacity, be that ejaculation, orgasm or squirting. But I want to forewarn you that I'm a squirter. So Mm -hmm. if for any reason I mess up sheets, face, (laughs) T-shirts, beards, um, we love a beard. Love um, a beard. I apologize yeah. in advance. Is that okay yeah. with you? <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't want to be responsible for any property damages. <laughs> Absolutely not. How should At- you respond if someone thinks that it's gross? <sighs> that is a tough one. Because I mean, um, everyone's allowed to have their preference, and I guess I get that. But also, if it's something natural, I don't want to feel like ashamed of the fact that my body naturally does something. Yeah. And and I think that the response is up to you. I think Mm -hmm. that it has more to do with how comfortable you are with accepting that this is your partner's yuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, like I said, even though it's natural for men to ejaculate, there are some women that are just like, "Mm, yep, nope, don't, don't want to see it. Don't Mm want to touch it. Um, So it, it depends on, you know, the woman, if you feel like, Hey, look, I can squirt and my partner does not like it, that doesn't work for me, then, you know, that's a conversation you have to have with yourself. Do you want to continue a sexual relationship with this person or are you looking to, you know, explore what that looks like outside of your partner? That's fair. Yeah. It's like when you switched it around in like the, you know, I don't want a guy to come in my mouth. It's like, oh, that gives me a perspective (laughs) I should have had on it that Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking of it. Yeah, so you mean I like, appreciate that. What were you thinking? Like they should all like be it's okay my body, it. so you right. should be okay with it. I feel like if it was my perfect world and I could design everyone's reaction, it should be like I'm totally fine with it. I just have a preference of where you do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, you know, I agree. But also, I, I agree 100. Yeah. So I feel like that's totally fair. Well, yeah, because if it's a water bottle full, I feel like breathing would be you an know would be hard because then you're just like sticking your face in a fountain. <laughs> yeah, which I mean could be refreshing. which could be what people want, but if you don't, then just let me know. That's a face You'd wash. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Uh, squirt can definitely do some things, and the amounts are real. Like though they may be exaggerated on porn, the amounts can definitely um, be up there. Mm-hmm. You mentioned too when we talked about it in porn that you can fake it or they fake it often in porn. What it what does that entail? Like a I have one theory. I think that they might um put just put water in there. Um mm-hmm. I've actually seen a girl shoot beer out of her vagina after <laughs> like swallowing it. Oh talk about party tricks. Party trick. That's a party trick. That's there a party trick. <laughs> um so I think that yeah, they're just taking a water bottle, putting water up there they have her hold it for a bit and then she just kind of gotcha interesting now well now i want to do research (laughs) stare is that a water or is that real (laughs) is that water (laughs) i did see one um i think it was kind of like a behind the scenes type netflix documentary and they told it was like a girl who was new to porn and they told her that it was pee and so they told her to pee they do sometimes do that as well Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like water. I think that feels like a feels better. Yeah. Interesting. You know, they'll do what they have to do for the money shot. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I really wish it wasn't like that. Um, But, you know, 
it's an industry. It makes a lot of money and it has a lot of consumers. So, yeah, you know, changing, changing that lens is going to take a lot of work from everyone, from, you know, educators like myself, therapists, from content creators like yourself, just having these conversations and letting the public know like, hey, you know, it's okay if this is not what you're experiencing in your bedroom because it's not real. (laughs) You know, we don't need to create these insecurities for no reason. We have enough to worry about. That's just really shouldn't be one of them. So We have real shit to worry about besides fucking bodily fluids, whatever. And literally every topic we've approached that I've initially had like hesitations about just in terms of like, how comfortable am I saying this? My mindset has shifted 180 degrees every single time because you get educated about it. You normalize it. You talk about how maybe you're already doing it anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just the more conversations we have about this, the more people like you that open up the space for it. I think that's just creating such beautiful, pleasurable world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that makes me so happy. Yeah. We talk Mm -hmm. about it on social media. I feel like we see those social media of like, this is what I post, but this is what I actually look like. And like, we need to be doing that with porn, which is what we're doing right now. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's what we're seeing, but it's so taboo to even like talk about porn or to talk about like watching porn. I feel like specifically as women, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? It's just like this other there's so many complicated layers to it. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to have these conversations of like, you're seeing that and I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's not real. So here's what is real, whether or not you want to try and squirt or whether you're going to apply literally anything from this episode to your life, at least now when you see it sometime in the future or you hear about it, like, you know, the true context. of Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, especially with the part, you know, talking about um, women not having these conversations and women not, you know, talking about certain things because it's so like taboo and it's like you're afraid. But, you know, I've really had to like step out and I mean, even you guys, right? Like mm-hmm. we've all had to like step over that. I'm a woman. Like, can I really talk about this? And we're just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can and we should um, because we're participants. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I participate in something that I can't talk about? I think that's really weird. I think that's just a, when I approach it like that, people are like, I think it makes them mad because in their mind, they really want to be able to say, like, you're a woman. This is not a lady thing. Like, and I'm like, well, you have sex, don't you? Like, don't we all have sex? You know, so why wouldn't we be able to talk about something that we all partake in? Um, and I think that a, a, a lens like that helps to destigmatize a lot of things. I think that, so we're not shaming people and we're not feeling shamed ourselves for doing something. We do this. Mm -hmm. This is what people do. So I think, I mean, we, we talk about work. Okay. The thing, some people don't even like their job, but here we go talking about something we don't even like. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's an amazing, like one liner to say to like any sort of conversation that starts to feel really shameful. It's like, why wouldn't I talk about shit that I do? Like Mm -hmm. that I participate in that. That's so, that's so good. And I'm going to say bye Shay after I say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so perfect. If you had to leave us with anything, do you have any last thing that we didn't cover that you would love to like throw into this episode about squirting or our bodies or whatever? Women, women, (laughs) women. Yeah, Uh, I would just say, you know, 
always say like health and consent are like the priorities in the spaces that I occupy. I definitely want people to understand that like you can see my Instagram, you can see the topics that I talk about or the polls that I, you know, put on my stories, but really step into the space and step into our rooms because we really try to provide, you know, not only entertaining and exciting conversation, but we really try to educate people on, you know, health and consent. That's a really big one for us. Uh, My team right now, they hosted a room. I I couldn't be there, but it was on consent. And that's something we want to continue to have a conversation about. I was, we all unanimously agreed that one conversation around consent just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So we might just like, you know, make it an ongoing conversation because there's just so much to unpack. Uh, but again, like I said, just knowing that that consent, that agency, that safety, that health is all a part of the conversation. When we talk about sex, I just think that's something that people should, you know, keep in the forefront of their minds. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Mm-hmm. So where can our listeners continue to connect with you? Because they're going to absolutely want to. hundred percent. For anyone that's on Twitter, you guys can find me at Talk Sex with Shay. Uh, my clubhouse is going to be the same name, Talk Sex with Shay. You guys can find me on YouTube at Shay Daily. That's S H A E D A I L Y. And if you guys are in, on Instagram, you can find me at Shay is Love. That's S H A E I S L O V E. Perfect. And we'll have all of that linked in the show notes. Oh, thank you so much. This is so much fun. We have now designated a cum corner in the honey hole, so you are welcome to use it any time that you like. Just text us beforehand so we can clear the room. Clear the room. It's behind Cass's chair. Ah. Ah. Uh. You made the joke that it was going to be behind my chair, but now, since I said it first, I can say it's behind your we chair. We had to re-record this. So, Emma stole So the cum corner's joke. behind Cass's chair. Everyone go use Cass's chair. Anyway. Come on my chair. <laughs> Gross. Thank you, Shay, for putting up with us um, for an hour. You are a true angel for being on the podcast. And thank you to our fans. (laughs) Why did that come so naturally? Thank you to our fans everywhere. (laughs) You probably don't even like us. Thank you so much to our listeners for um, being here. (laughs) And if you're a true fan, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. We love your reviews so much. And if this is the episode that's going to get you to leave a review, go ahead and leave those little water droplet emojis. Yeah. So we know that this is what got you there. (laughs) Squirting. We squirted you all the way to Apple Podcasts, honey. This is so much. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.